0: An interesting one to, to take us to start us off here on the F World so on CIVL1 on 1.7 FM, one o'clock, which means you are listening to the F World, a deep dive podcast of Formula One, because there was a race on Sunday yesterday, a really fun race, actually. Our home race, the Canadian Grand Prix.
1: It was a good one. And before we get to that, in, uh, in response to our opening theme this morning I, or this afternoon here in Abbotsford, I will say Colonel Mustard with a candlestick. In the library. (laughs) Does that make sense (laughs) to anyone? Yes. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. (laughs) 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 I was always the
1: uh, Mrs. Peacock guy. I, I... for anybody who doesn't get the reference, there's a, a game, uh, originally a board game. I'm sure it's an online video game now. Clue. I think they even made a movie out of it. It was a good movie too. I didn't. Bob Hopkins. I, f- I maybe. would call it, it a good movie. Yeah, I didn't see it. But it was entertaining. It, it had an interesting cast, I think. Nevertheless, 85. I felt today's uh, F1 inspired theme, which I think had a Turkish theme to it. Uh, it was. T- it was felt Turkish. a bit like something out of an old spy movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I actually recently started watching um The Night Manager with oh, that's uh a good one. yeah with um Tom Hiddleston and uh Hugh Laurie. It's it's nice to I, I it's nice to watch Hugh Laurie use his natural accent or version of it after so many years of House, but that fit into the first episode of The Night Manager really well. Um I felt.
1: So. Does it take place in Turkey, or is it just that? No, no, no. It's just that kinda, sort of. I got gotcha.
0: you. Yeah, yeah. It actually it What's starts you? it starts in Cairo and then it goes into Switzerland.
1: Try um, rewatching it with that Sweden. version of the F one theme in the background. You'll <laughs> yeah, get watch. more enjoyment out <laughs> of it.
0: Click right into it. It's it's a weird show because it it's there are fifty six minute long episodes and they feel like fifty six minute long episodes. Yeah, there's a lot in there. It's it's good. It's worth
1: yeah. watching. Not as good as an F one race. Not as good as the F world. But it's good, That's nevertheless.
0: Our That's our race. That's our race. Yes. But this is the post-Canada Grand Prix, post-Montreal, uh, our home race. Well, not really our our, our home race because it's our, it's our nation, but not really our home,
3: race, our cause home more race, so,
1: race. More so one of us than the other two. Yeah. yeah. Linguistically speaking.
0: Linguistically. Didn't you, Marianne? Uh, didn't you live no, in Montreal I, for a little bit of time, too?
3: I, I did. I did. Yeah. That uh, but that was only for a few months. That was, what, um, what
0: job, what job was that one? It was these, horse carriages.
3: Okay, the, uh, carriage the, the horse carriage That uh, was the horse carriage driving.
1: Did you ever figure out which Montreal Grand Prix or Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal yes. that you went to? I did. So I remember was, we talked about it, it the last time. It was the
3: 2014 and the 2009.
1: Oh, okay. Ooh, those, those yeah. are good ones. Yep. Nine, I, nine was, stands out to me for some reason, but I can't recall. 14 doesn't stand out to me at all, but. We have to look up what happened in nine. Do you remember anything that happened at those? I don't. Jensen I don't. Button. I remember no.
3: that for the two thousand nine. I had uh, that was the one where I was doing the horse carriages, <laughs> um, and but
1: you weren't driving these carriages on the circuit.
3: No, 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 no. But I, I would, I would take my bike cause I was living in Longueuil, which is across the river and yeah. I would have to, uh, bike onto the raceway to oh, then nice. make it to the bridge to then well, make it cool. to the old parts of. Yeah. yeah. So I would go on that twice a day. In 2009. Come. In 2009.
1: See, then, the reason, sorry to cut you off you, before are you, are you get to sure. 14, but the um, reason 09 rings a bell for me, that was bronze. Fantastic constructors winning and Jensen Button winning the championship season. So maybe there yeah. was something interesting that happened there. It's weird. Or because did on did um, on on the on Kubica th- win 09 Montreal after nope. his big See, crash the year before?
0: Funny enough, I'm looking up the 2009 season. Yeah, and Canada isn't in the 2009 season. Well,
2: was
1: there it was
3: 2010 then.
1: There was one year. See, 20, now. 2010
0: was a Lewis Hamilton. Um, there was one year. It was off the calendar, Canada. but I thought it was after yeah. nine.
1: No, two, uh, there's a 2008, I have 2010. To do bad math. Okay, yeah. so, I was I was 18. So let let's say this: you were at so two races in Montreal. We know yeah. that. Yes. Okay. I was
3: 18 for the first one. Oh no, wait. I'm in. Okay. No. Let's just say you're at it, two races. It would be <laughs> it would be the 2010.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your favorite driver? One. Uh, there we go. Uh, Lewis Hamilton won that one. Uh, no, uh, Robert Kubica mm. with Sauber BMW that he won 2008. 2008.
1: Okay. Mm. He had that fa- horrendous crash in 07. Came yeah. back to win his first win, I think, and certainly that team's first win as well. And uh, it was, yeah, it was a good race. Uh, Twenty ten was Lewis, where, where
3: and you've been to the Canada one as well, haven't you? I have not. Really? Not I thought I was one. No, I've
1: been to Germany, uh, Shanghai, and Korea four times.
0: That's really cool. Actually,
1: Ger- right. I would love to do the. I want Hockenheim to come back. I really want
0: Hockenheim to come back. Is Tw- a neat one. 2010 yeah, was, was 2010 was Lewis won it with his McLaren and Jensen Button came second in McLaren as well, and then 2011, which I took your advice and, and watched. What a boy! What a race! <laughs> that, <laughs> 20- that, <laughs> one, that one's a That's probably one away. of the best F1 races ever. I think so. <laughs> I think so. It's funny <laughs> because when you go on the F1, t- if you use the app and and you do the archive historic races, when you go to the 2011 season, the first video is. The, the season highlights yeah and the first one is the Canadian Grand Prix oh yeah the yeah. spectacular is like the the wet and wild Canadian Grand Prix I was like okay let's see this so I watched the full three it. I didn't watch all three hours and fifty minutes <laughs> of it I I skipped forward
1: sure. Some of the rain delays, yeah. some after of the, the first laps. Yeah.
0: After the first half hour of the red flag and they said, we might be back sometime soon. And then I think almost a minute later, like, yeah, this is we're going to be holding this off for a while. So get your coffees ready and, and a book and let's listen, let's listen right. to us talk.
1: <laughs> total, total race time exceeded the now two-hour mandatory limit. And yeah. total broadcast time was over five hours. So let's spare a thought for those commentators. Who we're on air calling a race for more than five hours.
0: Yeah. You got to give Crofty and Martin Brundle a lot of respect on that. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a lot of that's a lot of time to fill. That yeah. was that was the one you said Jensen Button won that race spectacularly after crashing out Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
1: yeah, it's a good one to rewatch for sure.
0: That definitely definitely on the on the top list there.
3: Yeah, I was I was going to, and um, then I had to study for midterms. So. That's
1: fair. That's fair. It'll always be <laughs> I there. That. It'll I always be. There.
0: I will get around to yeah. it now
3: that it's been mentioned, though.
0: Yeah, every Canadian Grand Prix that I w- looked back to see which one, which ones are cooler ones, they were always the ones that had some rain.
1: Yeah, and I was just w- waiting for some Mini Coopers to come on track, and then uh, Marion <laughs> would have been over the moon.
0: Yeah, exactly, it was a good one. But even like last year was uh, a rain, a rainy Canadian Grand Prix um, actually had proper rain compared to this one was, and actually funny enough, had the, had a similar grid qualifying with Max Verstappen 1, Fernando Alonso 2 on a rainy, on a wet Canadian Grand Prix in yeah. 2022. And last then, year. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and, and in a way worse car, uh, Fernando Alonso with yep. the Alpine. And then yep. uh, this year, thing, well, technically it was actually Max Verstappen P1, and then Nico Hülkenberg out of nowhere with the P2. In qualifying in
2: qualifying this year. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah right
2: yeah
3: which it took me uh, i was telling you this earlier but it took me a while to realize that there was a penalty just because um i was doing other things while i was watching the qualifying so my attention wasn't completely there and then i saw that it's like hulkenberg and uh sp2 and i was like oh this is going to be an interesting like start to the race then i started the race and it's like he's not p2 i was like oh
1: <laughs> yeah he he did qualify p2 on merit that he was quick enough for yeah. that but then he was penalized uh, i think three places was yeah. yeah. for impeding for a red yeah. flags no i don't think it was impeding it was a red flag infringement was it really a red flag i thought I, think it was, right? so. I thought there
0: was i thought he got lost in the impeding mm, no, sauce science, that everyone got. science
1: was the big impeder yeah And then I'm pretty sure I'll go, I'm 87% sure that it was a red flag infringement because I remember thinking, red flag infringement? I don't know what that means. And so there were a couple of interesting penalties at this Montreal Grand Prix. Yeah. The potential red flag infringement, if I've gotten that correct. Uh, But if not, uh, Norris. Red red flag. Norris getting an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Right? It's it's like, did he throw his steering wheel? (laughs) Because people know. have done that, but not got penalties for that. No, what he did was um, was driving too slow behind the safety car, which people have been penalized for that in that before, but it was never called an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. It was always just driving too slow behind the safety car or giving not maintaining the proper distance. You have to keep within. It used to be ten car lengths. They may have changed it. I don't know. Yeah. But you used to have to keep within a certain distance of the safety car nevertheless he didn't do that he was penalized for it and they were calling it an unsportsmanlike conduct which in all my years of watching f1 i've never heard that applied
3: well taryn you're 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 usually a pro at rewatching the races multiple times from different <laughs> point of views <laughs> um did you happen to check the onboard chatter around that time for norris and see if there was anything like, was it maybe a planned strategy or something?
0: Um, no, I did not check that one because I actually was kind of, like, unaware of it for a bit of time. Okay. Uh, actually, it wasn't really until we coming in the city now, and sitting, sitting down there was like, oh, yeah, do you remember when Walter mentioned before we started recording, oh, this this penalty with Norris. And I was like, oh, that's right, that one. But so I looked it up, I, there's an uh, article on F1.com that explains it, and it is just unsportsmanlike behavior, obviously, um, specifically about the safety car period mm-hmm. that yeah. was really really short in this time but he kind of was like nah I'm not going to he, he kind of he, he kind of just went overboard on um not really like following the safety car rule yeah he was driving more driving
1: too slow and a lot of the a lot of the articles that I looked at although I don't think anything was definitive as to the reason a lot of them pointed to wanting to back up the field a little bit so that they could double stack the yeah. mclarens could double stack That's this is exactly what
0: it was he was trying to it says right here during stewards say during the safety car period uh, period of time the driver in question num- the driver in question in the number 4 car norris slow to allow a gap to form between his teammate the, in the and car number 81 and him and so in doing so, he delayed the cars behind, and there was a significant difference in the difference between the speeds that was not allowed, You were that breaches the sportsman-like uh, conduct. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting decisions.
1: penalty. Uh, like any driver who gets a penalty, I don't think he was very happy about it. Um, so interesting yeah. to see if that will uh, carry over into the next race, but I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, He, um, Nora said, this, this doesn't
0: make sense to me. He says, it doesn't make sense to me. I was, what, three seconds, four seconds behind my delta, which everyone quite often is. It was too early to box for what we were planning to do, so I wasn't planning to box in the first place. I wasn't any of mm-hmm. those rules. Teams do this often when they try to double stack in safety cars. Uh, I'm surprised, of course, you go slow, you go quick, you speed up, you want to keep the temperature in the tires so everyone leaves gaps and open gaps. It wasn't like I was 10 seconds behind my Delta. So mm. if it's because of a Delta difference, which is what they're saying, okay. then probably most people should be given penalties for the last three to four years. This <laughs> always happens. Sure. And so for any listeners the who fence? don't know
1: that Delta is the difference in the previous lap time. So behind a yeah. virtual safety car, they have to maintain a certain percentage of Delta of the previous laps. And it sounds like now even behind the, the the real safety car, they have to do the same. Whereas I'm more familiar with the distance that they had to keep. But that's hard to measure too. Like it used to be 10 car lengths. But really, how, how do you measure that as you're driving?
0: Yeah. Hulkenberg's was a another Delta differential. He was actually speeding. Oh. He was actually doing a second. Uh, oh, he was. Kind of th- those You know those. Min- quicker not- maybe. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, they say here. He had already done his fast lap, his flying lap, but he was in another out lap to see what his pace could be. Okay. And then the red flag and all the chimes came in, and he just so he didn't I was slow down. He didn't slow down. Right. He was already past turn one. He didn't slow down until almost turn three, and that's yeah. when they're like, hey, this is a red flag chime, not, yeah, a, right. not a, a yellow chime. He's like, oh, I got confused. Yeah, and I've heard
1: hit. drivers get caught out on yellows, of course, but yeah. for me, yeah. not so often the red flag catches them out.
0: I will say, though, he kind of got P2 off of Merritt because oh for sure because piastri Piastri shut down the the session in qualifying Mm -hmm. his because piastri crashed right when there was about seven minutes left and they just said no there's no way we're going to get him off off in track and they they ended the session early they kept it out for about two more minutes and Mm -hmm. then when it hit five minutes they just said no we're ending the session albin didn't even set a time in, um, Q- in Q3, oh, y- no, they did. I don't think they ended no. the
1: session. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. S- session, session, ended Q3? early. Q3, yeah, so I, have, I have here. I in know it
3: ended early, but I thought it was no, because they let like three oh. minutes. Yeah, well, it definitely
1: wasn't five. And then I thought because I remember watching it, going, Danif. "Well, why don't they go to the full wets? Because someone could try. Because it was raining hard. I know that. Yeah, and yeah. The, the teams didn't come out, but I don't remember there being an Official announcement that they ended quality That's early, That's but nevertheless, good. um, they didn't go out. You're right, Albon didn't set a time. And uh, speaking of Albon, speaking <laughs> of Albon, we, we we did it, we got him to driver of the day. He,
0: um, I'm wearing uh, for, for listeners who can't see, I'm wearing a bright, brilliant blue uh, hoodie, very Williams esque, yeah, very very matches the car. I, I went and I, I color matched it, uh this morning i looked at pictures and I was like okay that's the right color to do show the support um and like they came out to canada with a lot this was a this was i, I watched a lot of free practice uh for for williams they came out with a, with a pretty much a brand new car like mm-hmm. almost a full b-spec but you know how to call it a b-spec because that's actually something in the rules you can't do a full b-spec or call it a b-spec car um i found out but uh, yeah, James Voles was saying in a in a free practice interview that about sixty percent of it is brand new, like that's completely redone.
1: But only on the one car. Yeah, I think that's important to point out. Our good friend Logan Sargent didn't have those upgrades, Obviously. and I, <laughs> guess it, I guess it's a good thing because he didn't finish another race. Yeah,
0: right. oh, Logan Sargent, poor guy. Poor. Yeah,
3: lap six.
1: Yeah, it was really really cool, quick.
0: But I think what what. They didn't, they weren't really, I wish they would actually say in the race results, the, when they say DNF, I wish the they cause? would Yeah, yeah they, give they, you a cause. They used to, yeah. yeah no. Maybe the
1: teams don't want that info out there anymore. Yeah. That's, that's kind of sad. It'd be embarrassing for to see Ferrari all the time. Strategy, strategy, strategy. <laughs> strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of, like, we'll,
0: Okay. We'll get to Ferrari in a second, but let's, let's, we want to get some Williams love. Cause I, I think, Al, I think Albon was my highlight of the race. We always get to our favorite highlights. I think just the way Yad, yeah, because it was is nice to see him in, in, in a good points finish. He got a nice good six points. But how, A, the team finally brings a new car in and actually works really well, is competitive, um, aced a lot of the se- sessions, really mm-hmm. showed a lot of good pace, was, yes, still pretty weak in the slow corners, but was coming out of them better. Yeah. And um, he defended well. He defended so well that George Russell had to retire.
1: I I think for me too I had two highlights from the race one certainly was uh, Albon given that I am a Williams fan but even if I wasn't I think anybody uh, would appreciate what he did and I think the proof is in him winning the driver of the day my second highlight which I hope we can get to a bit later was Red Bull's 100th victory there's a lot of information there that's quite interesting but back to Albon yeah um, got into Q3 that's a plus for him and for the team Uh, started I guess in 9th Tenth, was it? Didn't tenth. he move up a place after penalty? Mm, maybe not. Maybe? So started, yeah, started Let's in tenth at least because he did get into Q three. Oh, you right you were right. moved up a place. Started in ninth, yeah, yeah, and then uh, held that position. Did fall back to twelfth at some point, but the big thing I think, Taryn, that you hit the that you you pointed to is how he defended. You know, he defended against cars with DRS, and mm-hmm. his tires were what fifty some laps old.
0: Yeah, you, oh, they were. Right?
1: I think
3: it was impressive. Yeah, it Good really was. Here.
0: When did he go in? He only did the he only did the one stop, right?
1: I believe so, but I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. So he went in lap twelve for the hards and did not finish. So fifty eight right. laps. Yeah, so he was
1: defending those last, you know. T- 10, 15, 20 laps, even on, on very old tires, very old hard tires. Yeah. And uh, very impressive. And I think, you know, that moved Williams into ninth in the constructors, so good for them. <laughs> uh, moved him up in the standings. It's just, it's 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 good for everybody. Even the sport, I think, because Williams is a classic constructor. Um, I'm going to have to check my notes on this one, but they are, let me check here. Fourth for all time. Thank you. I think, right? <laughs> Fourth, yeah, with 114 victories since we'll be talking about Red Bull's 100th victory. yeah, They're fourth on the list with 114 wins as a constructor.
0: Yeah, so it's Ferrari with like
1: 200 because they've been in it forever. Since day one, yeah.
0: Then it's... I want to say Mercedes, but nope. I don't think it is.
1: No. The number two is McLaren.
0: McLaren, okay, because they've been around, been around for a long. Because
1: Mercedes really was in it at the start, and then they left F1 because of that horrible accident that they had that killed a lot of spectators, and yeah, they said, like, we're not going to race anymore. Yeah. And they didn't come back until 2010. Yeah. So yeah. they're uh, third on the list with 125 wins, then dating back to the 50s, but then really just for those two seasons in the 50s, 54, yeah. 55.
0: Yeah, and then then it's Williams. And then it's—is it now Red Bull? That's is it correct. Five. Yep. Okay. With hundred. With the hundred, just hit that. Hit that. Yeah, we'll. I right, yeah, we'll. We'll get to that point. We'll get. We'll talk about that uh, in a few minutes from now. We'll we'll finish up with Williams and then. Um, we'll probably do Williams and then make fun of Ferrari for a little bit and then uh, get get to Red Bull for for light stuff because and then it'll be two hilarious. weeks
1: after making fun of Ferrari it'll be two weeks from now and we'll be at the next race. <laughs> well, we you need to spend a long time making fun <laughs> the, of Ferrari. Right? <laughs>
3: Did Leclerc come out with another single? Oh,
0: I've been I've been looking for it. I don't know. I, I don't know if he could. We were actually uh, Walter and I went to Oak and Thorn to watch the race for their for their specials and the bar head bartender uh, Tyler was like, I know you like i know you like it taryn but i don't like leclerc's songs they're so they're so cringy you're like that's the point that's what's so great about it is that it's a call for help <laughs> we just don't know we it just don't know <laughs> yeah that's for sure so it's a call for help so yeah um that bet yeah, to to what you're saying about Alban uh uh walter yeah i completely agree he i think he drove well i loved the fact that we saw that the driver of the day was everyone was shooting, going for Fernando Alonso with like 18-something percent, and then there was Lewis with 16, and then Alvin for, for 15. And I remember you and, yeah, and I Yeah, it said was there. like
1: four laps left or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Was, I think it was a little bit more than that, but mm-hmm. I remember yeah. you and I just sitting there like, this is stupid, let's get him up there, boys. And we got the whole entire... Uh, crew there to vote for Albin.
1: That was the first time I'd ever voted in uh, Formula One's Driver of the Day competition, and it and it mattered. Really? Yeah, it mattered. We got him. We got him there. It yeah, like, he finished with like twenty eight percent of the vote or something. Yeah, a we, reasonable was, number.
0: Yeah, it was really funny because we all voted, and then about a minute later, they said it, we were we had to put it on the broadcast. I'm not sure if you heard it. They're like, yeah, so new voter polls came in, and Albin's got a lot of new support. He <laughs> got him to twenty five, and it's like, yes, we got him. So. <laughs> we did it boys we did a family we got him we got him the driver of the day I we got that. him that we got him that extra interview um for after oh the yeah race, that's right because yeah. that's what they do the driver of the right. day gets the second they get right. his, uh, extra interview and he uh, th- i think it's like you're driver of the day he's like i can't believe it yeah it's that's great
1: good, good for him and his sponsors and the team a little bit more time mm-hmm. in the limelight mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. yeah. and his girlfriend
0: uh his uh, the two of them together alex and his girlfriend are absolutely fun they're, i love watching them together the how they roast each other and humble and everything and they're so they're very very supportive of of each other's hobbies and and everything and that and yeah it's just nice to see them together on screen and supporting supporting yeah. each other
3: no absolutely I love a good
0: loving relationship um you're, you're you 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 had a obscure one marionge uh for the for your highlight no, no one that you, you said that no one really talks about but you had a lot of Which, was it for this race.
3: highlight or oh uh no it, it's not my highlight but i really enjoyed watching piastri
0: oh okay not your yeah. highlight but yeah
3: not my highlight but especially like his overtake of hulk for six um at some point and then just the amount of battles he was in um i don't know it was just very entertaining to watch him
0: mm-hmm. he, had, he has a lot of scrappy fights yeah. In, in there. Um yeah. was it he he tried to make a move on Lando on Norris and had a pull had a had a bail out of it the last minute. Yeah. Um yeah. and then I think also he him and Gasly were really shoving through the, the bottom Yeah. The bottom bits, but no, Piashi was great to watch.
3: Yeah, and it was it was just nice um to have that many battles, but they weren't chaotic. I feel like a lot of the races we've had lately um have either been like very technical and clean or very chaotic and you know unpredictable and, and this one was just like just the Goldilocks of races for me where it's like I would look at the front of the race right and and I was excited with what I was seeing there especially with Alonzo overtaking as well um and then I would look to the back of of the track and and still have just as much enjoyment watching you know them overtake each other and all that. So for me, this this has been, I think this has been my favorite race this season.
1: Oh yeah, I was. I, I think I feel the same. Uh, I think it's also my favorite. It, it, in many ways, it reminded me of Miami with just a bit more action. Yeah, and I yeah. remember us talking mm-hmm. about Miami, saying it was that more classic F one race. Where strategy was coming into it, tire differences, pit stops, yeah, wa- really watching the gaps between different drivers. Um, you know, we didn't have ver- although Verstappen won pretty handily. You know, he wasn't twenty seconds ahead; he was only nine seconds ahead. So we had people keeping up. He's only seven, he was, I don't think he was even that. I think he was only what is seven he? or something. Oh, no, uh, wait is this?
0: yeah nine nine point five okay <laughs> i thought i thought he was only like seven for seconds. the record am
1: i batting a thousand here this morning yeah. <laughs> i think mean, you're absolutely. pretty solid thank, you, thank you and i forgot and i forgot my laptop so i'm yeah, not even, i am looking at a few uh, things up this. on my phone but yeah
0: yeah i i thought he was only seven seconds ahead of look uh, uh of alonzo and nine seconds ahead of hamilton but i guess that uh, turns out i was mistaken
3: no and it's nice to see that gap um shorten mm-hmm. right uh yeah
1: yeah it's we're getting there well kind of i think close closer and closer we'll get to the pre-race alonzo was saying that yeah this is the last time he's going to be 20 seconds behind verstappen like he yeah. said and, it, and it's true you know they austin martin came no with works. a lot of upgrades um i don't know if red bull did but i doubt it and i didn't hear about any why yeah they the, don't need to the yet. big
0: stories were aston and and williams upgrades. so yes. if anything it was a- Teams usually always bring one or two. Maybe things, something, but, but like, nothing
1: huge or significant. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like it was kind of scary because I, f- I felt Aston Martin's upgrades looked a little shaky during practice and even early qualifying. And mm-hmm. then it really kind of well, came in. I
1: remember us talking about that in Barcelona where they looked properly slow. Yeah. And so I, I was wondering brought, yeah. how it would translate. Yeah, you're right. They brought some, but not, not a the lot. same. Yeah, they brought yeah. more, I guess, here to uh, Canada.
3: No, but Barcelona, I don't know. I was more worried with barcelona than i was with the practice and qualifying Mm -hmm. i think it's because i got distracted by the weather and the crashes
1: in barcelona Um, no no uh, with montreal yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. which
0: no no victims of the wall of champions this year well a
1: a few (sighs) people did kiss it there were some there was some contact and I, i I remember us che- literally cheering towards the end of the race when they showed Max's onboard last lap coming around. They were like, "Hit it, hit <laughs> it!" Oh, <that's> <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> just waiting for because he got pretty close even yeah. on that last lap. He, yeah. he almost took himself out. He said uh, on I, the curve, yeah, right. right? Right. I
0: just, I think, I think the, the
3: bird. Yeah, the bird. the bird. Oh my
1: god. Yeah, apparently that bird, the the remnants Breaking. of that bird, got stuck behind the brake duct. Yeah. So it yeah. was there for the r- remainder of the race. Yeah. yeah. They, they
0: they showed it on um the fastest she pit stop. He hit it on
3: stop. lap twelve. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's fifty-eight laps. Some with barbecued a bird.
1: bird.
0: Yeah, that must have been stinky. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. yeah,
3: there's been it a is, couple uh, pictures of the remnants. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. unfortunate. You know, the, um, the track organizers and the marshals they do try to keep wildlife, of course, off the tracks, but often. It gets on, especially with birds. But even mm-hmm. Montreal is, is uh, quite famous for its, what are they? Groundhogs? groundhogs? Yeah. There was a few of them out. <laughs> yeah. there, there
0: was a few of them out over the weekend. Yeah. I was so scared they were going to hit a groundhog. Yeah, they
1: didn't. didn't. Or, or we're so happy. Remember, it was
0: the, arguably arguably the most, I felt, I felt that was one of the most Canadian- Things to have happened for a Canadian race to have wildlife on the track yeah. and would have been better if it was a, a beaver, yeah, or a, goose. Or a moose, yeah, a goose. <laughs> goose, a a moose. yeah, but but even then, moose spec- would be impressive in berry. Montreal, yeah, it's like, yeah, especially on on the Eel. Uh, what is it called again? It's just, of man just one of
3: those cobra chickens, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> if you, I'm not saying you have to now, but if any listeners are curious, if you search for Kimi Raikkonen lizard. I think he didn't hit a lizard once, but it was either him or Juan Pablo Montoya. I don't think they hit it, but they were talking about there's a lizard on track. Okay. Yeah, I forget what race it was. I forget where it was. Probably Malaysia, maybe. I think um, it was Raikkonen
3: because I remember that that yeah. radio chatter. It's yeah. just yeah, yeah. So there are. It's on a lot of the compilations of like funniest moments in F1. Yeah,
1: they do try to keep the wildlife off, but unfortunately, especially with birds, you can't always control it. So they do get hit from time yeah. to time.
0: But no one likes really likes birds, anyways. So, <laughs> well, it's, it's fine. according yeah. to
1: some people, they're all government drones that are watching us.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? This is probably one of those. That's why I didn't get melted in the uh, in right. the brake ducks mm-hmm. It was still alive. It what? was even. I think Baku uh, Charles almost hit a cat this oh, wow. this year. Oh, yeah, he, yes. was, he was. like, there's a cat. There's a cat on the trace there track. There was a cat on the track. <laughs> yeah, wow. I think it was only qualifying though. It, it was. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a fun one. Um, Speaking of Charles Leclerc and Ferrari, Ferrari came in with a double points finish and double digit points finish this time with P4 with 12. uh, Yeah, Charles Leclerc and P4 and College Science P5. Um, And again, just I think the only thing I can say, there's two things I can say about Ferrari being in the race um, in Canada was one, the drivers still have to correct the uh strategy calls. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a funny thing yeah. where yeah. where they're <laughs> I think you even said one of the my uh, well, we were watching, we were like some I think Martin Brundle was like, oh, Ferrari's correcting the the strategy calls, why are they doing that? And you're like, That's because they're raceable. They will, have to they have yeah. to, otherwise they will lose their race. Yeah. Um and then Carlos Sainz being told I don't know if he was saying, I won't push Charles Charles or if the team was telling him do not push him too much i think i definitely team was telling him not to push i think it's more of the latter yeah Yeah. um but ferrari looked extra speedy this weekend comparatively so compared to their typical slower slower selves but i don't know i I don't know i I'm, i'm kind of curious about i think i'll think especially with mercedes i think that ferrari and mercedes um set their car for a wetter race yeah based off the weather reports because mm. everything even in the morning was saying Maybe. it was going to rain and then it didn't um lightly drizzled a bit in some parts but i don't think it actually like rained rained uh at all so that's that's my h- hypothesis or theory but i could be wrong
3: it's possible um i didn't i'll I'll be honest, I didn't pay that much attention to Ferrari no they didn't
1: no they were anonymous again in this yeah, race uh they did okay, I guess well, even as Taryn said, double points finished double digits, but they weren't they didn't get on coverage very much, so
3: no, they were kind of the stopgap between the the top players and the rest, yeah. right, where it's like they're better than the rest or they were doing better than the rest, but they weren't really into any fights for any. Right, exactly.
1: They were just there going around quick enough, didn't have any reliability issues didn't really screw up the strategy calls, although they tried, but yeah, I would <laughs> argue <laughs> <laughs> they did try. They, oh, they tried. They tried hard. That's that's my question with Ferrari. Is it purposeful?
0: Like do they do they purposely try and go, hey, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Let's or, roll the dice. Yeah. Or do they actually, actually think that this is a smart decision? Because okay, there's, there's no has way to be the latter.
3: Maybe they roll the dice. Maybe, maybe they got infiltrated by a bunch of T and D nerds. <laughs> roll, they're just roll rolling. Well, at for this initiative point, I think the D and D nerds
1: would be an improvement. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like they would, they would have the probability.
3: This is Speaking what happens when you min-max. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I was say Like being d and D player, I know for a fact the amount of min-maxing that would go into that car. That that would be a chance that would beat the Red Bulls of D and D. Intelligence and Wisdom it. zero. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all all dexterity, Constitution, and uh, Charisma. You'll win it all <laughs> with that. Well, so I that would argue out.
1: that Albon got more coverage. Albon and Willie got more camera time than the ferraris Absolutely. Well, was, yeah. his his
0: i think his part was like dare i say it the most exciting part of the race
1: because definitely those last whatever 10 or 15 20 laps yeah yeah
0: well i was actually telling uh you Walter, that especially because after watching 2011 mm-hmm. i found i and some of the other previous canadian grand prix can the canadian grand prix gets incredibly fun around lap 42 and then from forty-two to the end, that's when everything starts to really happen. At least in Canada, um, I disagree. But at
3: least for <laughs> this one,
0: may, may, maybe there's always a little bit of fun stuff that happens. But like that, like that, that forty to seventy range, the last thirty laps, when everyone's like, "Okay, now we have to gun it. We have to do." You're you're getting to the last pit stop strategies. You like know, it's like, do you do it now for a medium and push to the end, or do you? A maybe do you pull maybe do a soft and risk it
3: um do you wait for the last lap go for a soft make sure your team gets fastest yeah, lap
0: go to hell Sergio Perez mm. how dare you get that That I, was great it that was, that was, that was absolutely hilarious. great but, but again I, if it, if he at the same time if Albin wasn't defending so much if you if he was actually pushing I think they would have been able to do it because the Williams car was really fast in Canada, and was if he hadn't, if he had had time to get fresh tires, maybe a medium or something, he probably would have been able to push more and not have allowed Sergio Perez the 25 seconds he needs to do it um, no. to get the pit stop in for the for the softs to do it. But I
3: don't know. You're 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 talking about a Red Bull on softs. Like I don't I don't think anyone could have competed with that.
0: Oh, I'm not talking about getting the fastest lap. I know that, oh, okay. but I'm saying that to to allow Perez. To get the fastest lap, to get that uh, pit stop in, yeah, he to do needed it. that gap. Yeah, um. I, I think that if Alvin had been able to been more attacky, uh, been more on the attack into attacky, attacky, th- mm. yeah, yeah, like yeah we'll t- I'll take uh, it, uh, attacky, I'll take uh, it. Uh, yeah, if he had been allowed to be a bit more attacky into the end of the end of the race with fresher tires, I don't think Perez would have been able to go- do that pit stop, and they probably would have pushed Max to get it. Well, Max,
1: Max, no, Max couldn't have done it either because he was never more than 24 seconds ahead towards the end of the race. Right. And you need Mm -hmm. about that 22 to 24 seconds to pit. So it's an interesting observation. And I think it's probably two sides of that same coin. I think Albon was dropping back from Perez because he was defending and so well. But I wonder if also Perez was pushing a little bit more than he might have normally done to try to make that gap as well, so both sides of it, because That's he did pit too, on the very yeah. last lap, he put on the softs, and he was more than a second faster than even Verstappen.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Now, right. mind you,
1: Verstappen was on the hards and maybe wasn't pushing, but yeah. he was a second faster. He was a second fa- almost one full second faster than the second fastest lap, which was Lewis Hamilton. Uh, he was the only, only car in the 114s, albeit yeah. last lap, No fuel left in the car and on soft tires. Yeah. But as you said, yeah, Red Bull on softs, that's going to be the fastest. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But just going back to, you know, the last couple laps, like, I don't know. For me, laps 1 to 35, I was super entertained. They were really fun to watch. 35 till about 55 was... Mid still enjoyable to watch, but if I needed to eat dinner, I wouldn't mind looking away while I look at my food for a sec, you mm. know. And then fifty-five to seventy was fun again. Mm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like it yeah, was, there was a bit of a just lull. Excitement at the end because the beginning of that race was beautiful.
0: I said typically
3: beautiful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to defend myself and say typically there, but you're right. Yeah, I'm looking at the pit stop summary. So yeah, lap 12, 11 and twelve. That must have been when Russell hit the wall. Um, right. Yes, um, lap 12 is when Russell yeah, hit the yeah. wall. Fair. What, what a whack of, of the wall that was.
1: I think too. You, know, y- you, myself, and everybody watching there that day in Langley uh, agreed that, I would, well, for me at least, I was very surprised that he could come back from that. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, he, he's done. Yeah. And ultimately, he, he was, so I guess... I guess we were right. It just took longer for us to be right. Like yeah. I'm surprised he got as far as he did.
0: I'm I yeah, I'm actually surprised they I I'd be interested to see what exactly. I know they say it was brake overheating and and the kind of unsafe there, but I'm I wonder if there's a bit more they're not saying because mm-hmm. he was in a very I would say good position to try and get past Albin. I know obviously the the race pace with the Williams is a slightly better on the straights than the Mercedes still is. But he was in DRS a whole bunch, wasn't able to get past Alvin's defend, defending, and then was just kind of said, We saw that he was putting, coming in. Like, oh, I wonder if he's going to get put softs on to go for fastest lap or to play the strategy game. And then he's like, I'm just retiring. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. A lot of us in Langley were questioning the retirement until it was like, that yeah, it's just unsafe break heating or something yeah. like that. So.
3: I thought they called him back in.
2: That, like that's, what we're that's what I'm saying. we about. saw
1: him come in. We thought he was. Pitting. We didn't hear the call to come in, oh, like to okay. retire. We just thought he was pitting for new tires and yeah. to keep going. So,
3: because I heard the call for for to retire, to, to retire. Reti- okay. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm yeah, saying. Didn't they? Because I, I remember him being like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "You have a problem with your brakes. You need to come in."
1: Yeah, we mm-hmm. didn't hear that. Okay, no,
0: we didn't really hear that. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: The good thing about watching with a group of people in a pub is that you're with a group of people <laughs> in a pub. And you're talking and not but hearing. But the bad thing is you can't get the commentary as well.
0: Yeah,
3: so. yeah. that's fair.
0: Yeah, that's true. Walter, you pointed out at the beginning of the show, Red Bull got their centennial win.
1: Uh. Yeah, they did. We, we spent a lot of time talking about Alex Albon. Number one, because he did a fantastic job. Number two, because I'm a Williams fan. But... Uh, he was a red bull driver as well mm-hmm. so i think that's mm-hmm. a good segue for us to talk about red bull's 100 victories in f1 what really blew my mind and we saw this again as we were watching in langley the other day remember we saw that promotion that poster from f1 showing all of red bull's race winners and there's and only five or six yeah there's five i was i was just blown away by that because red bull has been in f1 for 18 years like, they started in 2005. Yeah. May, I hope that's 18. I'm terrible at math. But they start their first season was 2005. And, of course, they were planning prior to that. They didn't win their first race until 2009. So it took them a while to get going. And 2009, as we alluded to earlier, was that season where Braun GP was winning <laughs> so many races. So for their first victory to be in that season, I think, is actually quite good. Uh, that was in China in 2009, Sebastian Vettel, who is their number two most winning driver. Of course, Max Verstappen has the most wins at Red Bull of 41. Vettel, as I just mentioned, has 38. And then after that, the numbers are a lot smaller because, of course, we just have to add up to 100. Mark Weber in third place with nine race victories from at uh, Red Bull, only four of them from pole position. So that sort of I think suits Weber's style. He's kind of that battler. He comes through the field to win. Uh Danny Rick, fourth with seven victories for Red Bull, only one of them from pole position. And finally Sergio Perez with five wins for Red Bull F one. Again, only one of those from pole position. They this is
0: the year they deserve it. Especially too. The last this lost. this new era of car. Um they've just done ever absolutely everything right in 2022 and 2023 for the most, I think 2022 was the most winning season they've ever, they've had with, with 16, 17 wins.
1: That's correct. Um, yeah.
0: Something like that. Yeah. And just, com- you, you know, you always say dialed in, dialed in, you know, completely dialed in this season. And it's, it's spectacular to what is spectacular to watch excellence be performed uh, yeah. in this way. And yeah, I just, congratulations to Red Bull. Uh, on this, on this win, they get, you joined the, the hundred, the hundred win club, which is a really, pres- I think w- arguably one of the most prestigious, um, prestigious clubs to be a part of in all, especially in motorsport, but sports in general. I'm
1: sure. There, there are only four other teams who've done it. And, and those names, as we alluded to earlier, are, are legendary, iconic names of the sport. So Red Bull is, I think now a legendary, iconic name of the sport, but certainly, you know, weren't in their early days, you know, they've, mm-hmm. they've built that reputation uh, last year, as you alluded to, Verstappen himself won 15 races, mm-hmm. which is the most race wins in a single season by a driver. Um, I, uh, You know, we've talked about it before. Is this going to be Formula One's first undefeated season for a team?
0: I hope not, but at the same time, if it is, think that's so. pretty amazing. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, we are getting closer. Aston Martin is getting closer, nine and a half seconds. Um, but
3: Red Bull hasn't come out with their upgrades. Yet. We, well, exactly. That's, yeah. that's a good that's point. The thing. I'm yeah. wondering if they're not just holding on to see like if it gets really close and then when it gets really close, just be like, OK, let's uh, let's put this in. Let's put this in now. Yeah, I,
1: I'm sure they have some sort of plan, some sort of strategy. Uh, you know, they have to be looking forward to looking ahead to next year's car as well, as do all the other teams. Uh, Silverstone, I think is going to be interesting for a number of reasons. It's a high speed track. That's going to suit their car. Maybe they'll have some upgrades there. Mercedes likely will have a lot more upgrades there. So it's going to be really interesting. I, for one, will say, uh, I'll say they'll do it. I say they're going to have their undefeated season and I'll be happy for that. I think mm-hmm. I just, I like the sport. Some people will argue that any one team being too dominant is not good for the sport and, I can see that point, but I just like the fact that there'll be a brand new record set. You know, no team has ever done that in the history of Formula One to go mm-hmm. undefeated through an entire season. And so it's gotta happen sometime. Why not now?
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna not do that. I'm gonna say that Fernando Alonso wins at least one.
1: Oh, you know, I hope you are right. I hope I am wrong. I was wrong on uh, my prediction last week, where I predicted Lewis to win. He wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alonso was much closer. He, all of Formula One would, I think, be very happy if that happens. So uh, I, I think hope all of right.
0: car racing will be happy. Mm. Yeah, it was funny because you know Le Mans finished up um, just a week or so ago. Yep. And uh, Alonso is, you, I think you've mentioned it a couple of times, especially when we were when I was doing a lot of my writing with uh, for the Cascade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alonso has is very close to being a triple crown winner. He's close. He yeah. just needs to win the Indy 500. Yeah, just yeah, yeah no, just, like so, it's easy. <laughs> oh yeah, just, that's <laughs> a quick little walk in the park, right? But it that's I think that's one of the reasons why I think all of motorsports are wanting him to win because he is such an iconic driver. Um, and everything, yeah, it's
1: and it's true. He's not, he's not just a, a talent in F one, but he is talented in yeah. the other series as well. He's had successes there, so and, yeah. Let's and, let's hope is right.
0: Yeah, yeah, and but in terms of you think, uh, like, I, th- I think kind of what you're saying about you know uh, the prestigious club of being 100 wins. Red Bull has done so much for the sport, especially in this modern era of F one, that it'd be great to have them win it to win it all and even though they're my they're my rivalry team but it's it's just great to it's great to celebrate that level of excellence um, like excellence uh how much max as a driver has grown um the fact that he has never been he's never finished a race lower than p10 is is outstanding he's never in in his in his f1 and f1 career he's never finished below p10
1: Really? Yep, when he's never. finished, because he's, 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 he's DNF, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But he's never finished hmm. a race that's uh, a good below B ten. He and that's like in Toro Rosso too. Right. At the beginning in twenty like early twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. comes in to win his first Red Bull race mm-hmm. right. uh, in Bar and Barcelona. But that was also because uh, Lewis and Nico crashed each other, out each and, other out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to 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 be in, a, in a pre- this level of prestigious club and not be a full or initially a full works team you think of ferrari williams Mm -hmm. Uh, mercedes mclaren the, the ones that they're the ones that are beating them not in that order obviously it's, i think it's uh, we, we, we said they the earlier. Last? yeah those are manufacturers almost and an engineering manu- williams is a bit different but williams was was still was, it was an f1 team first was,
1: before anything else
0: yeah, yeah and 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 has a history working with other cars yep. and, and other car manufacturers and and other technologies red bull as an energy drink or fizzy drinks uh, company. Yeah. As one they of the say. G- one of the greatest fizzy drinks ever and I, <laughs> I
3: remember that being like a point of um, snobbery or contention yeah. when they first joined sure. F1, because I remember like my brothers and my dad making the joke of like they should just stick to their drinks. Yeah, right. Right, and like what are they? What are they doing here? Mm-hmm. This is just showing that energy drinks make too much money, and it's yeah. like lo and behold.
1: <laughs> no, they they. I it's a business study to see what they did, how they did it, when they did it. There's a lot of lessons to be learned there because again, it's it's coming up on 20 years that they've been in the sport. That's tremendous. Yeah, and the success yeah. they've had over that time, the drivers they've had over that time,
0: it, and not just F1. They've mm. been in ra- world rallying yep. and, and sure. everything else. They're yep. they're a big big supporter and and um, and and financier of multiple motors, motorsports. So in terms of Fernando Alonso being such an iconic driver. I'm really interested to see when Max retires. What he decides to do. Could he be if Fernando can't do the Indy 500, I could easily see Max saying, "I'm going to go to to IndyCar for a season cuz mm. it's such a crossover from F1." Gets the Indy. I could see him being the Triple Crown winner. <laughs> because that would he's be interesting. Because he's that good of a driver and he's and oh. I think that if he when he wants to dial in and, and win something, he's going to he can do it and red bull has so many is involved in so many motorsports that he can easily transfer mm. out there was a really cool uh, quote i saw from jensen button That's a good point. um yeah. who says who said like i don't believe you can especially after le mans uh le mans sorry Marianne. uh i don't he says something that, i don't believe you can be truly considered the best driver ever unless you drive and win in other, other series. series yeah I agree. and while that hurts me because i'm a lewis boy but Mm. That makes a lot of sense because well, there's so much to every each kind of motorsport driving that you can't you so there's some motorsports where you're actually quite literally driving cars versus yeah, F1, sure. you're driving a fighter jet, mm. right? It's not the same type of driving experience. I so. I
1: I like your point very much. Uh, I don't think it will happen. I think Verstappen just is lacking that certain half a percent of ruthlessness that, that people like Schumacher had, although Schumacher didn't go on to other series as well. And that's also sort of my point. I like the idea that, yeah, if you want to say you're the best driver, need to win another series but i think there's always the exception to that hamilton being one of them schumacher being the other they were just so dominant in f1 that i don't think they need that external gratification mm-hmm. especially if this f1's is like where the I highest
3: top gear
1: because oh, yeah. lewis Porcois. was
3: stig right <laughs> for a year michael
1: was for yeah. at least an episode yeah, yeah well no
3: they change every season so every mm. season they have a formula one driver b stig mm
1: i think michael yeah. up to my knowledge
0: yeah, i think michael schumacher's one was specifically a bit more controversial because he wasn't the stig right they that just brought season. him in as yeah. an interview
1: um, took his helmet off and he was there yeah. oh yeah he no, might that's, that's... he
0: might have been in the stig a little a couple times that season but not really the main one i think that was but i think you're right in the sense that they because i looked it up because you told me and i didn't believe you yeah they did use they did use a lot they do use a lot of f1 drivers yeah. Uh, they did do, uh, they did Sebastian Loeb, who was a rally driver uh, in one, at one point for a little bit of time. Right. But they don't always do full seasons with it, but the big reveal ones are usually F1 drivers. So yeah.
1: when, when, when I think of the Stig, I think back to like the early days of Top Gear. So there was one driver who was said to be the Stig, Ben Collins, from 2003 to 2010. Yes. So after 2010, yeah, maybe, I, of course, that's when Collins was out and maybe they had more rotating through, but I, don't know if Lewis was ever in there, I or rumored to be, but he he definitely drove their reasonably priced car.
3: It might have just been the rumor for mm, 2014 maybe. season. So, but 2015. anyways, let's say it's true for the sake but of discussion.
1: What's your where are you going well with? Well,
3: it? it's just the 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 like best driver, right, and having different driving experiences outside of um outside of being in a rocket, <laughs> um <laughs> and like the Stig typically would drive like regular cars but sometimes even like weirder things. Right? So it was just like thinking about that and how Lewis Hamilton might not have been in other racing events. Right. Outside of Formula One. If if my memory serves me right and he was the Stig for a season. Okay. Then um it still shows his proficiency in driving. Oh, unquestionably, cool. yeah. A bunch I, of other I, stuff.
1: If, if he were to go into another series, I think he would be successful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but um, kind of like what you said. But like I don't think, think he really needs need. it. I think just no, to I say you're so. seven times world champion with a hundred and whatever it is now three victories more than Schumacher's ninety one. Uh, I think that's enough.
3: You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. But
1: but Alonso, I think, is uh, unique in that he still has that drive to do it. And I hope he gets it. I hope he does have another crack at Indy. And I hope we do see other drivers. I hope we see Max do it. I hope we I see Lewis do it, but I just don't feel that yeah. we will.
0: I would love Max to uh, leave F1 so that Lewis can get his eighth championship. Somebody I, just but has to
1: drive a truckload of money up to his door and say, come <laughs> drive this Indy car. Yeah, well, maybe... maybe what if then, he goes to McLaren?
0: Oh, if he, And makes <laughs> McLaren win? See, I, that's where that's where I kind of... this that To that point... Actually, that's where I agree to where you could be the best driver if you don't need to leave another season. Because Max hasn't, and to 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 his cr- both chag- uh, credit and and discredit, he came in. He didn't come into Red Bull when Red Bull didn't know what they were doing. Red Bull had like a clear game plan on how they wanted to get championships and were making the moves to get the right con- right constructors mm. to to come in. He wasn't in the same formative years the way Sebastian was. True and. Maybe that's Max, in my opinion, to to cement himself as one of the best of all time. He could, he needs to go to a team that's not that's like McLaren, mm. struggling, mm. shows the promise but cannot get it, and take them into a championship-winning team. Yeah, same as Lewis, that same be as cool. m- same as Michael and Ferrari. Yeah, uh, Lewis in 2010, 10, sure. yeah, Sebastian in with Red Bull. Sure, uh, back there, a and their first champion. Then, yeah, yeah, and, and a four-time champion. And I think that's hmm. if if to. To con- to critique against Button's driver and other series yeah, yeah. to be driver, I think that itself would would do it too.
1: Interesting. You're right. I'm. I don't I'm think he will. Sh- yeah. I'd like to see it, and I agree with his point. No to. It would, but he—that's the thing. He, I think he's I'm missing that certain half a percent of whatever you want to call it, ruthlessness or just uh egocentrism, if that's the right word. Like he's, yeah. he's 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 egotistical, I think, as all race winners have to be, but I think he's just not at that exact same level. I think he's actually kind of a little bit content these days just to be mm-hmm. going around in the fastest car ever. And as I said, I think Taryn in one of our callie episodes, I think he retires and at the end checks. of twenty five. Yeah. Well that's despite I've, having a eighteen year contract or whatever well, he has.
0: Well I think that's kind of I uh, another thing I, I was kind of saying that I think the And when you're saying like, "Oh, what happens when Max leaves?" Or a team will make a payout and send Max uh, away. I don't think a team will make a payout. I think Max will just listen to what the new rules are going to be, and Mm. like, you know what? This isn't my type of race Yeah, exactly. And leaves. Yeah, exactly. Which I think fair enough to him. Um, to do that you hmm. win you win your I think 26 will be an interesting one because he'll have won five championships I think he stays for potentially, 26 potentially potentially, yeah potentially but I think like let's be honest here uh let's, let's say hi, the way things are going the way the trend There's is going three this
1: year for sure yeah be he'll third. get yeah. he'll
0: get let's say yeah 26 will be his fifth championship hmm. uh and then he I think once you get five five world championships you're kind of you're in you're in a whole nother level of prestige category and then sure. you can he can kind of say I'm good I don't need this anymore. True.
3: I don't. I don't know. I wonder if he's not the type to want to be the best of the best, right? And so stay in I the game. I feel he's not that type. No. No.
1: I, I think I he think likes being the best. He likes winning, but I don't think he has the drive to surpass Schumacher or Hamilton.
0: I don't think he has. Yeah. I don't think he has the same level of if he loses the championship and the team goes through a construction year or two will he stay through that i think that's the big thing for me i also think that the oh. way f1 is going and the way the the mid i think eventually that that battle between p2 and p14 is going to eventually move up to be a battle between p p1 and p15 <laughs> and i think eventually when that happens it already when, is but not quite it's it's getting there but when it's that like eventually p2
3: to p15 right now yeah
0: but when it eventually hits p1 and it becomes very, very um, contiguous. Uh, contiguous? is that the word?
1: Not sure. Not, I'm not. not,
0: sure not sure keep going. That con, a word. con whatever. Like, like when there's, there's uh, when there's, everyone trying to vie. Uh, a big, giant group of people trying to vie for the one, one spot. Hmm. When that happens, competitive. Sure. I don't. I, I don't think it's. I think contiguous is constigious is close to the word I'm trying to get to, but Kay. not quite the word I'm trying to get to. But when it becomes, when it gets into that window, I think that's when you'll start to see it. Uh, a big change in and max itself and i mm-hmm. think 2026 is trying to design itself to be like that um but yeah maybe really
1: knows? as i like to say time will tell
0: time will tell i hope he doesn't i hope he stays until 2028 or or twenty twenty thirty, which is rumored to be the next <laughs> big kind of change up cuz i do want uh, i i want lewis to get his eighth championship by defeating max uh, that yeah, would be the only. That would be good. I wouldn't want Max to leave, and then, and Lewis, then get Lewis gets it because that it. would be yeah. almost bittersweet. Yeah, a little bit. As, right. as a as a as a twenty twenty one hater, I <laughs> yeah. I uh, I uh, and protester, I uh, I want that to win yeah, it. That makes sense. And not to be mean to Max, I just want the natural order to to connect itself yeah. again. You know, yeah, yeah. life finds a way. Sure, <laughs> nature <laughs> finds a way. Yeah. So no. Jurassic Park, yeah, it's always a good one. Um, but yeah. Congratulations to Red Bull, 100 wins.
1: 100 wins in F1, 18 years in the sport, a lot of firsts, a lot of accomplishments. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out to one of my favorite old-school drivers, David Coulthard, who did come in as sort of that team builder, and he did uh, get their first podium, although he never did win for Red Bull, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He did get the team its first podium. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, it, if you if you guys want to, if anyone, listeners, uh, Walter, Marion, Anyone out there in the ether, if you want to take a a walk down memory lane for Red Bull's most classic wins, there is a really, really nice article I've been reading while we've been talking here called In Numbers of the Amazing Stats Behind Red Bull's Century of F1 Wins. Uh, And it's on F1.com. It's one of the first ones you get. You get a beautiful, nice picture of 2009 Vettel winning um, the iconic Danny Rick and the pool Monaco pool, which Mm -hmm. that was, that's, you talk about comeback wins. Well, and he should have won
1: two Monacos, two Monacos, the team screwed him over. (laughs) Big (laughs) Big time.
0: And then Max Verstappen, uh, one of the more uh, current Maxwell Tappen pictures, and it's it goes through all, like, they're kind of confusing with the numbers, but they go through the, the of the, because they, they're numbering the, the the win number that it, that it is. Yeah. And it's like, this is the, you know, and it's kind of, okay, you know, weird,
1: but. something else interesting, I think one. of those five Red Bull race winners who share the 100 victories for the team, I think all of them have won Monaco as well.
0: I think the old Perez have. has won it.
1: Sebastian. Weber, yeah. Vettel, uh Max and uh, danny rick yeah well all yeah, five know, of their so. drivers have won monaco
0: well it's like you say you can't have f1 without monaco you really you can't. can't have f1 without ferrari and now you can't have it you almost can't have f1 without almost, Red Bull. And almost it's getting to that almost. point yeah so, it's, it's almost yeah. there yeah yeah so anyway, it's Walter. It's the yep. end of the hour here. It's almost the end of our time with you. Time just flies by when we have fun, I guess. Sure does. It's, but I'm,
1: I'm looking forward to our next episode, whenever yeah. that may be. Well, uh, looking forward to the next race in Austria, of course, as well, and looking forward to listening to the second half of you two talking when I'm back in my office.
0: Well, before you go, let's give us give us your sure. thought on on Austria because we were kind of okay. we, were, we were talking about this before we actually hit record, literally the minute before we hit record, and we both, I think all of us are kind of said the similar thing, which is. The Austrian Grand Prix, which is known as the Red Bull Ring, uh, Red Bull's home race because Red Bull's an Austrian uh, company. the The Red Bull Ring is kind of a sleeper hit. It, it's no one's favorite, but then when you watch the race, you go, "Oh, it's it's a really good one." <laughs> you know, it's still a good one. I yeah, I, I, I think I l- Fernando's gonna win it.
3: Oh, nice! Oh, I think. You say that it at every race, though. No, I know, I know. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. If there's ever a race. For Red Bull to do badly and DNF for some reason, it's got to be this one.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, no. sure. I it's, it's Silverstone.
3: It's it's the home curse.
1: Yeah, right. Mm, mm, could be. It's could a be. it's a good take. I'd be happy to see it. Um, looking ahead to <laughs> Austria, I can give just a bit of context. In two thousand and twenty-two, last season, Charles actually won that race. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari, with Max in second and Lewis in third. The pole position time last year was a 104.984, and the fastest lap was a 107.275. So look for the cars to be probably at least a second faster than that. So we could see the poles in the, down into the 103s, which is amazingly <laughs> fast. So you're going to see cars going around the circuit in like a minute and three seconds, maybe, you know, the low 104s. So that that's going to be interesting. Uh, It is a short track, obviously, as I've alluded to. So, you know, anything can happen. Also, weather often plays a a, a factor there because much like Montreal, sometimes some clouds can just roll in and be raining on some parts of the track more than others. Um, Looking back historically, uh, we go back to 2014 when it came back onto the calendar. Nico Rosberg won that race two consecutive years, 2014 and 15. Uh, Lewis won it in 16, Bontas in 17. Verstappen in eighteen and nineteen, Bontas again in twenty twenty, and Verstappen again in twenty twenty one. So Verstappen's pretty strong at that circuit. Who so was twenty twenty two? Was that that was Charles Leclerc? For Charles Ferrari. Leclerc. That's, that's oh. when the Ferrari was still fast. Still but that's
3: why. That's why it needs <laughs> so to be a DNF. That's why it needs to be something outside of his control, just a curse. Yeah,
1: no, I yeah. I, I would what? like to see it. I did call him to to get caught out by the wall of champions in Montreal, which didn't happen. Someday. I think it's gonna be I, I think it's gonna be a max Red Bull Red Bull win next uh, in two you weeks time, but we'll wait to see.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to manifest my dream. I want to say three DRS zones. You got to You want to have a big big gap. I'm going to go Lewis Hamilton. Well,
1: okay. We'll go I'm it.
3: going Fernando Perez Hamilton.
1: Uh, I haven't even thought about the whole podium, yeah. but I yeah. think between <laughs> the three of us, I think we one of us picked the winner. Yeah, I think one of us will be right amongst the three.
3: And
0: you know, you, we're going to have to do, do a special episode for for um, for the Red Bull Ring because I'm looking at the full broadcast schedule, and on the Saturday, you're you're both of yours, Marianne and Walters. Your favorite thing is going to happen. In the oh, a sprint overing. race! A sprint race! Yeah. 20, don't don't 20 remind <laughs> me. if you notice I didn't bring <laughs> that up? <laughs> I know. Oh, I know it's I was It's yeah. a sprint race weekend. It's a sprint race weekend, so we can make fun of it more. Yay! So yes,
3: that's what's going to happen. Yeah. No, I'm Crash down for that. Crash in total during the sprint race. I,
0: I am down for that. So out
3: for the count. Can't even can't even race the the actual <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> I don't even know when the sprint is. Is it on the Saturday? This is on
0: Saturday. Can- Canada yeah. Day. It's gonna be a special candidate oh one. Nice.
3: We'll do sprint race thing.
1: on
0: Saturday, July first. Yep. Yeah, be free on that Saturday, Marianne. Right. We'll do it. We'll do a sprint race episode. Looking Sounds forward to it. it. All right. So Thanks, everybody. No problem, Walter. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. And uh, to everyone in the ether, we're going to take another uh, break and we will come back, Marianne, and I will close out the show. Marianne, I forgot to uh, bring up a co- topic of conversation surrounding the canadian grand prix that we were supposed to talk about but definitely totally forgot to do that
3: which was the one
0: canadian driver still left on the grid uh-huh. lance stroll who got a single point finished p10 uh mainly because of uh maybe mainly because norris got his five second grid penalty that um put him down put him down a little bit the un- that was the unsportsmanlike conduct yeah grid penalty. yeah Otherwise, he would have finished p11 just ahead of uh Valtteri Bottas actually wait sorry Lance Droll finished p9 Valtteri Bottas finally got a p10 he can't even go Bottas got something and then uh your boy Oscar Piastri was is in p11 but could have could have been only only one tenth behind yeah it was it was pretty close he was he was fighting um he was fighting a little bit actually he was a couple tenths behind Bottas he was uh but yeah fighting for that but Lance Droll in p9 Still not enough to get um, what's the, what's this called um? Aston Martin ahead of Mercedes in the in the constructors championship. Yeah. But again, like for for a while, would not have gotten the, those points if it wasn't for Lando Norris. Lando Norris's penalty, and that's the that's where I want to start with you. What do we do with Lance Stroll?
3: Um, I, mean, I think we, we, we can use him as a good example of you know when people say that if you put anyone in a fast car they could win um in in the sense of like it's just about how better the cars are from each other right because we see with Red Bull that like Red Bull's a superior machine and there's kind of the argument that like you can put any driver in a Red Bull and they'll most likely get a win yeah they have a really good right? chance of winning I think Landstroll is the flip side of that coin where we can see that two people in the same cars do not perform equally.
0: I actually think you could say the same thing with Red Bull too because Paris looked incredibly slow until the latter half of the race. Like really up until lap 50, he's he, that's when he started pushing a bit more against Ferrari's to that's, build himself that's up that's fair
3: but consistently speaking right um paris is consistently not that far behind verstappen true when he's on, when on, he's on average yeah when he's on a, average
0: if, if paris starts where he's supposed to which is around anywhere from p2 to p5 he's usually right there behind behind verstappen exactly Max. whereas
3: Lance stroll is uh, consistently not behind yeah um I, I
0: I pride myself on the fact that I at the, at the start of the race I told Walter Lance Stroll starting P16 Where yeah. do we put him? I'm either going to say P18 Or P11 One of those two That he's going to finish in And he would have finished P10 I think uh, If, if Norris hang on the penalty Which is about where He would have You know that's about Where my prediction would have been I said P11 But I would give him P10 But that's we should be
3: it. expecting more yeah. And that's especially my problem with him is that we, Fernando has set the precedence for Austin Martin to have an amazing car. He set the precedence for this is a car to compete with the top dogs. So why is Lance Stroll still competing with, you know, Haas and.
0: Where he's been normally competing his entire career? And, <laughs> why is. And is, al- that, is it a comfort thing that and he doesn't And Alfa
3: Romeo and. and you know is, do you think alpha tory oh I'm,
0: I'm, 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 why is
3: he hanging out with the alphas I don't
0: know I don't know he's not one of them <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: like this is a good time to not be one of the alpha yeah this is this is where um this is where you need to you know get ahead
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite literally when do what you're supposed to do in this in this race I, but, and I, and I don't I've why feel
3: horrible for saying it that way you never have to be full horrible for humbling
0: in any in my opinion You should never feel horrible by humbling someone whose job it it is to be a professional athlete. Oh, no,
3: no, no. You can't (laughs) humble a professional (laughs) athlete, right? Humbling comes from punching down. Um, From my position in life, as long as I'm talking about, you know, successful race car drivers, I am punching way up. I am punching so far up I can't reach. So Uh, (laughs) let's (laughs) make that clear. (laughs) My opinion does not matter. (laughs) But... But, um, he does make me want to claim my French side more <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh that's fair that's- compl- you know that's a completely fair yeah. thing. I love it when you- c- claim your French side more too uh but i wonder do we do we expect too much when he performed well when he broke his foot and, and they go, do, do you think his dad should just break his limbs more? So that way he performs better and gets the special, was it the specialty cast? Maybe he should That's just put it on
3: an interesting. Um, I wonder if the specialty premise. cast
0: is what helped him do it. Cause he had to have a, spe- a special one made. Or maybe so it's that he could. The,
3: the need to overcome something. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But after that, it just, it seems like it's always been downhill since then.
0: Or or mediocre. I th- I think that he is you
3: know, a good P six finisher. Cast and affect him because we gave him a lot of slack in Bahrain because of the cast, saying, "Oh, look how well he did considering." Right. I mean, and at the
0: same time, though, that to get a P six finish when you're coming off of those injuries and surgeries, that the, the the considering factor should be put in as a like, "Holy crap, he did it." should be
3: should be and and it would be true if once healed you do above p6 consistently yeah right but and and that's when it's like oh wow look at him overcoming this and still making it high up there but now it's just wondering if it was hindering him at all because it almost worked to his advantage like, so like that's yeah i i hate hating on the guy i love it but um yeah because he goes p6 yeah.
0: and p6 and bahrain and then he goes, where is he, where is he, where is he, where is he? DNF'd in, in Saudi Arabia, which is uh, fair enough for to DNF. P4 in Australia, but that was the great Australian wild race. Yeah, um, I was every, say,
3: Australia is like a wild card for everyone, yeah, but though.
0: Yeah, and that was mainly because Carlos Sainz got the grid penalty, so P5 in Australia, technically. And then he, so again, kind of consistent, P7. In, in Azerbaijan in Baku, but Baku's just Baku. Uh Miami, he is P twelve. Um uh, Monaco, he is did he even finish Monaco. No, DNF'd Monaco.
3: Yeah, so he's just getting consistently worse is what we're in seeing.
0: Spain. He's well it's either you know. he, he either stays within the five to eight margin, which is like the consistency. I think he's like Pierre Gasly where he, he's good but he's not necessarily a consistent winner good
3: but that's the thing right and that's that's my reproach a little bit is that he should be considering the mm-hmm. car that they're in considering how well fernando is doing we and maybe it's a little unfair cuz fernando has been in the game for you know decades now Um, And so he's got that buildup of experience where he can hit consistency. Um, But I I still expect more out of Stroll. Mm -hmm. And so far, I just haven't seen it. It just, there's too much of a gap between the two.
0: Yeah. So would you say then that it's kind of unfair to compare that? You're kind of saying it's almost kind of unfair to compare the two of them because of, you know, and it's the same thing with Vettel, right? I'm saying it could be
3: argued either way. About Fair that, yeah, no. Um, I would argue that uh, it's not good enough. I could understand the argument that Fernando is a different league of driver than most.
0: But do you um, think that it would be a very different? W- w- oh, sorry. Would I, it would it be would it be a, would it be the same Aston a, Martin uh, with Vettel as the driver, yeah. not Fernando? Like in terms of what they're doing now. But I'll do you think it'd be the same, Lance?
3: I'll use Hamilton as an example. Okay, you know, right? What? No, I will. If you put Hamilton. In an Aston Martin, I guarantee he's doing as well as Fernando. Yeah. That's my problem. Okay. Is that when you, when you look at the teams... Oh, you meant like... You
0: meant not instead of Fernando. You mean like instead of... Yeah, instead yeah. of okay. Stroll. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. Typically, when, um, when you look at teams, they usually rank within three to four spaces of each other. Sometimes they're just... It's a one-two. And, and not just winning, but like if you just look at the, the way they're scattered, sometimes you'll have one member have a really good race or one member have a really bad race. But on consistency, the teams kind of tend to stick together when you're looking at the positions between the two drivers of that same team, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's not happening with Austin Martin. And it's no longer the question of just one or two races. I mean, the closest they've been together... Has been when Fernando had a bad race. Yeah. yeah, That's, yeah. that's problematic.
0: Yeah, That's a good point, actually. I you know, if you put that.
3: Russell in an Aston Martin instead of Stroll or, or Hamilton or Perez or Sainz or Leclerc or Max, they're going to be hitting like right next to Fernando. Mm-hmm. Either one position before him or one position after him.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We're not seeing that from Stroll. And that's a little concerning.
0: Yeah, it, it it definitely is. I like, I love to be the hater. I love to be the guy just to like, just to crap on the guy. But at oh, the same sorry, time, I
3: already took that shoot today.
0: No, 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 no. You n- you never did because I, I, I encourage it. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm here for, I'm here, for, I'm here for it actually, but I'm, I'm kind of in the same, I, I agree. Like I'm, I'm in really very much the same boat of that. Even qualifying, he gets out in Q2. In my opinion, there's not a lot of excuse for him to at least get into Q3 Include and that's keeping in mind. Not when of Haas the-
3: can do it. Yeah, and that's okay, also and when that's- Haas can get P two, and you're still in P16. P2- <laughs> okay. P sixteen.
0: P twelve, P thirteen. P twelve, right P- for for Canada. What are you at least. doing? But yeah, the- and I'm keeping in mind the fact that from essentially P three down, it's really anyone's game. If it just really depends on when you go out, right? Um, yeah. Because because I feel like if Haas wasn't out first and like wasn't doing their runs first into q1 or q2 they probably get into q3 quite regularly or at least Nico might be or at at least into the very high and like p11 p12 starts i don't think because so so much of the toe would come in but they always they're always ahead of the game right they're they're always the ones that go out first because the idea is is that if you go out first you get a nice a lot of clean air for your runs and that's where the car's running but then you just get lost in the jumble of of no. the, the the con word I'm trying to think of I, all I day disagree. today. I disagree.
3: I think if they started later, they'd do worse.
0: Oh, uh, maybe I, the I dirty think air. I
3: th- well, the dirty air and you know just not that great of a machine. <laughs> <laughs> like yep. you, they they go first to have the clean air because you need every advantage you can get yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um. So no, I don't. I don't think they'd do much better. <laughs> uh, sure.
0: You don't talk about I love that. But 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 then to that point sorry, I love hating on Haas. Oh, as I do much too. as
3: I hate hating on stroll, I love hating on Haas.
0: I do too. It's funny, I think I think we were doing a qualifying episode and I think I said like yeah the best of the worst or like right where you love to see them is like that. And I think like to me I've, i I was actually thinking about this on the drive in and out of Langley the other day, which is I like to hate Haas because in my mind, Haas is the catalyst For the budget caps. Mm. And if Haas doesn't do well. As in get a podium. In the two biggest years of the budget cap. That just proves that the budget cap. Doesn't work the way it's designed. And the more we can prove that. Well, I mean not when people are spending
3: league. so much on catering. Well exactly well
0: that was during that was during the, was during the <laughs> developmental cycle there's there's loopholes <laughs> behind that rule but I'm saying this, these specifically 2022, 2023 and into 2024 we're, were 2024 supposed to go down to 130 million. I know it's like beating a dead horse so it sounded like an old record love round around around but I talk the budget cap but that's just the crux of the joke of if has does well it shows that this does not do well raise it up and let them cry about it because it's, it's not like they matter anyways.
3: It's not well no, I I would I would argue that for the exception of Haas, um the rest of the teams seem more level this year.
0: But that doesn't necessarily make I think like the sport remove, better though. But
3: it does. But not it re- does
0: it makes the mid it makes it more fun to watch the midfield but then you have the problem the of dominance and everything. the midfield is
3: larger. No, that's the that's the thing, right? The midfield is larger. It, it was not that entertaining when you have the top three and then uh, the best of the rest and then the bottom three, right? Like, that's that's not entertaining to watch. That's predictable. You get a little bit of action in the midsection, but, like, whatever. And this year, having it kind of be unpredictable between P2 and P15 is really nice, we're we're seeing battles that we wouldn't typically see we're seeing cars perform from teams that we would usually underestimate quite a lot Mm -hmm. right um and i i think that that's a result of the budget cap i think that the teams are more level now that doesn't mean that you can't have a bad Team like Haas. <laughs> <laughs> crap. You know, there's a Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> They're not part of that P2 to P15 fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you, you know, look at Haas and Logan Sargent, which I realize he's not Haas, but. It's also, <laughs> also, predictably, at the
0: bottom. <laughs> there, there actually was a really good article. It's, it's the problem. With, the problem is, is that if you follow down the more news and the latest news rabbit hole, all the really fun articles that were at the beginning of the weekend yeah. get lost um, in the ether as the races finish up. But there was a really good article that was, that had James Voles, the the uh, team principal of Williams. And he was saying that when he stepped in, which is why I think the Williams car, this, this Canadian Grand Prix Williams car, is, so, is such an important one to look at, is because this is really the first car that James Vols is coming in on and designing with the team as team principal. The car, pref- until this until Canada, was already designed when he came in in the middle of February. Um, but uh, to, or was it, was it going to get to the point? Oh yeah, the point of that, me saying, of bringing this up though, is because he, he was saying that the the hot the the Williams technology and some of the ways they were de- like the machines they were using and some of the 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 programs they were using to design the car were twenty fifteen years old, yeah. At, at this point, so two thousand three was the last time that Williams had an up had had some upgrade some up to date or 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 innovative technology really? behind behind there. When you when you think about it, if 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 they're, if you saying like that twenty some of these technologies some of this tw- technologies. Twenty years old, then that we're using to build this car or and design the car is twenty years old. Then it's not. It's two thousand three that they had uh, that they had a car that was, you know,
3: they're still running Windows ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you need help with designing your aerodynamic package? It's
3: the little like uh, your the clippy your, yeah.
0: The clippy Mr. Comes clip in. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. It's like your floor has no venturi tunnels. <laughs> Do you need help designing the little that?
3: Little clip guy. Oh God. Go to help Clippy I remember being so excited when you could change him.
0: I don't think I ever did. I think I just turned him
3: off. You were able <laughs> to, at one point, change him and customize him to. Uh, there was four other characters that you could have instead. Look, um, you're
0: you're you're you're. This I is this is you. You're you. I did not. Oh. I I turned that. I turned uh, once I found out there was a setting that you could turn to turn him off. I did that and I never looked back. And my and my old PCs, so no, I
3: used to have fun with widgets.
0: See, that's see, you you do so much more explore. explore I used into to that.
3: I used to have all the ones that um made like showed you your CPU usage and all that, but they all looked like uh, dials uh, from from the the car dash. Oh yeah, right? <laughs> and I would I would have like five of them just lined up at the top of my screen, so no matter what I was doing, I felt like I was racing.
0: That's that's smart. Why did I do that? I don't know. Oh, that's to be twelve again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> mm, twelve with a. Uh, I think I was playing PlayStation Two a bunch with Gran- like Gran Turismo and Forza a lot.
3: Command and Conquer for me. That was a good one.
0: That's that's a classic one.
3: That would like redline my CPU usage yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's mine. I I have a uh, I have a really, on my PC. I have a really outdated CPU. And so, uh, but I have a really, really high-end graphics card, mm. and a really high-end uh, monitor now. And so, but I can't do get my n- a new CPU until I get like a couple upgrades. I need a new motherboard and coolant and CPU. But whenever I turn on the video games, I can see that like poof, just it just right? spikes up. It looks
3: now. Imagine that on a racing dial.
0: Uh, uh, ah, I, I gotta find all this. I gotta find this situation. I gotta find this. Thing.
3: I don't know if they even do widgets anymore.
0: They must. That seems. That seems like too That seems like a customizable option that, um, if people if they took away, people would be upset about. Just one of those like little things that people that users love. So yeah. So if you took it away, they'd be like, "What? What is this?" We would
3: have to ask the Williams team.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you still have the widgets now that you've upgraded?
0: <laughs> no, we're on Vista, so we're really, we really oh have, we really have the game. We're on Vista on Seven right now. Uh, we're really taking the I technology. I remember to that. Vista. I did too.
3: That was a nightmare. Wasn't a nightmare. that bad? Wasn't that bad? No,
0: but it was pretty crappy. It was, it was, um, it was a, a different, it was a.
3: I remember playing Need for Speed on Windows 98, so.
0: <laughs> Look, that was a good one. That's a good one. I remember, right? I remember my Need for Speed Underground 1 would crash my, uh, Windows XP every now and then. Uh, yeah. For for a long time, when yeah. It, yeah. I also had for my mom was because my mom was a teacher. I also had a lot of uh, early Macs because okay. every school was getting Macs.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that
0: makes sense. The, the Macos, I used to call the Macos X, and then that's when I found out it's, it's actually Mac OSS, OS. Yeah, the 10. the <laughs>
3: the big colorful ones with the like transparent plastic. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. see through it. I now, remember
0: playing Nanosaur on that game all the time.
3: <laughs> for for us, it was a lot of uh, Command Conquer and Need for Speed. Um, and flight simulator because flight simulator was the first game baller? my dad would let us play.
0: That's because it's a baller game.
3: Because he felt it was educational.
0: <laughs> I um, yeah. But I Need for
3: Speed is this. what uh, made me decide that I hate Lamborghinis
0: because they always beat you. The computers always no, beat you, or you just kept- they
3: look so ugly okay they look like a side section of a wing their aerodynamics gone wrong they have removed all the sexiness of a car right they've they've taken all the curves off of her and (laughs) and just made her look like she's part of a bigger machine yeah like it is
0: very influential design though in terms of modern day cars though i hate it that's fair i hate it so much
3: like a car is supposed to have a shape she's supposed to be curvy she's supposed to be you know yeah and 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 lamborghini it didn't have that they they went a little bit edgy with the early coon touch and then nothing then it was just they the all Diablo look, was great. it looks like a side section of a wing <laughs> Its only benefit is that it looks cool when you open the doors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even then, the doors don't always work. <laughs> like,
3: and that's it. And you don't want your car to just look cool when the doors are open. You want it to mm. look cool when you're driving it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's a good and point. It's, it's and then they and then they said no to uh, Pagani when he came in with an innovative uh, design and an engine, and then he uh, then took it and made Pagani yeah i made a you um, talk about you talk about a, talk I mean, about a beautiful no, car the
3: the internals of lamborghinis are beautiful mm-hmm. right and especially for coming from a tractor company i think they were yeah um they tried to. he tried the,
0: the classic story and they made because they made a movie about it and if it's There's true a movie yeah if if it's true this, the classic story is that he went to ferrari with a, like hey i can fix your gearbox problem <laughs> and and then they went down from there
3: the internals but I'm i don't think it's true the externals like i because need for speed would i think it was need for speed but like yeah it would have them i'd always pick the ferraris mm-hmm. um just mm-hmm. because they had a shape
0: i always went for the nissan skyline as soon as i could
3: oh you're talking about underground though that's that's different
0: no but in all the need for speeds i would uh, like, like, like not 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 the original they didn't ones have the original the ones, ones were, were all didn't. yeah they didn't have the original they were all
3: the italian one um, yeah
0: yeah but as soon as as soon as i could get the skyline in 85 speed underground that's what i went to i feel like
3: after too fast too furious everyone went for the skyline
0: okay in my defense the (laughs) reason why i love the nissan skyline is because we grew up um a playstation family originally Uh uh-huh and gran turismo and in gran turismo 2 i would always get beaten by my older brother um in the game he'd always beat me and he and i later found out because he went he would secretly if i went to the bathroom he would switch my control my controller settings to manual instead of automatic so he was just holding down the x button the cross button to go and i had to sw- manually switch my gears yeah and i thought he was doing the same thing and he wasn't and i didn't know what to do so and then i learned but then ironically i learned how to do that and so i could beat him with manual trans. now i only play racing car games um on manual transmission because that's just what i've learned so Joke's on you, Liam, when he eventually listens to this episode. You screwed yourself. (laughs) But the first car I ever beat my older brother in Gran Turismo 2 in was the Nissan Skyline R34 GTR. uh, I'm still blaming too fast, too furious. Let's go
3: back to Formula 1, though.
0: Okay. Question then. Could Lance Stroll beat my older brother in in Gran Turismo 2 with a Nissan Skyline R34 I don't by the way he's driving? I don't think so. Oh his. <laughs> <was too> <laughs> that's probably but speaking of Grand Turismo two, that's probably the same time that Williams had an up to date system in their uh <laughs> their Right. Battery? Yeah, two thousand three. Why not? <laughs> um Oh I'm kidding, but no.
3: But yeah, yeah. no, that's impressive. Yeah. It, so wait, what? What have they been doing for the past 18 well years? I mean they've always been like
0: doing stuff I'm not saying but I, I think I think more just he was saying that their their methods and their 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 kind of manufacturing that they were doing um, he did say Walter did actually text in Williams did want one he Williams won in 2012 true but I think the whole I think Walter the, what
3: no that's impressive that is impressive that is impressive that is nine years without an upgrade and they still win. Yeah, that is, is yeah, that is actually it, really impressive.
0: But that I think that's also I think I think without an upgrade is kind of the is the, like obviously the 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 team is doing stuff and, and moving things. But I think what Vols was trying to say was like the methods and the the um the some of the technology they're using and specifically like wind tunneling and all that was was twenty years out of date. And that's kind of like yeah the the.
3: But do you know how specific these things are nowadays, Taryn? No, I like don't mean Even, even in the past like 10 years, the amount of upgrading that 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 kind of software has has made the advancements of this kind of se- uh, software. It's it's actually impressive that they've made it this far on 2003 technology.
0: Well, around yeah, around that time. So like like I I'm going to say relative, like the the 20-year mark is relative. There the point is is that you you're I think to your point, yes. Even if it's two years out of date, th- there is something that's been Today's improved on. Today's day there. and
3: age, even if you're a year out of date, you're out of date. Yeah, you know, like software, especially, especially like this kind of software of calculating for wind tunnels and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not an expert, right? But well, this is why we do the show, though, <laughs> right? But the 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 only time I've been in a wind tunnel. It was 2007, right? And, like, that's what they were explaining was that, like, already back then, every year new software is coming out and uh, advancements are being made. Now we're at a point where, you know, um, these kinds of programs are coming out with upgrades throughout the whole year and then a new version every year. Yeah. Right, and they're so specific, so on point to the calculations that they do and the censoring that they do, that it's it's insane.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Oh, um, here I found, I found it. I found it because so Walter was act- Walter's been texting us, and he said, you know, Williams won in twenty twelve, but also uh, came third in twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen in the championships. It's um,
3: amazing. Yeah,
0: and this is exa- I found I found it. It's on motorsport.com and it's uh, the title of some Williams tech tech twenty years out of date amidst Vols, and yeah, he's he. And then part of it it says he he finds it unbelievable that they've been able to compete, and that's it just shows how how resilient of a team it is, and what and the and even just the racing minds to be competitive in that when you're working on, on such an undercut. um Pun intended, in a way. So it's such an undercutted um um I mean, team.
3: If anything, they kind of show to Hass that like you don't need fancy equipment and money. <laughs> no, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just need n- the budget shouldn't shouldn't affect you that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just need know-how. Uh, yeah, first one was
3: Obviously, you don't need the best computers, Hass. Yeah, you know, it's not a budget problem.
0: No, he even says here. You know, the last two three years they they've been really up upgrading and updating and have obviously a lot to do with um with mercedes's input because mercedes has a big has a big uh, uh fraternity uh front fraternity uh front wow fraternity fraternization i don't know what it is. i'm just they're friends friends yeah sure they're friends They're friends. friendship with, with Williams. he says yeah, some pr- some production elements are 20 years out of dates in terms of methods philosophies and some technology a little bit all over the place is probably the white the w- way the, probably the right way of saying it the one the one that drives everything is ultimately performance and that's why the focus has to go to, into that one but every time you push something you'll find another limitation another log jam and that's where you have to go and clear up at the moment, you don't find that until you stress the organization, which is what we're doing in various ways. That's the yeah. full quote. So for him to kind of, so I think that just shows why. I mean, to me, I, to me, I like Williams more now because they've been able to compete in such an underhanded way. I
3: think that you know they're doing well, well enough, I guess, uh, for where they're coming from this year. But I think that twenty twenty six is. Um, is where we're going to see a big shift with them
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah right. and and like he he says on the this is the motorsport.com one you know there are some elements that are 20 years out of date which makes sense if you think through the history of the team the investment it had was zero for a long time and it wasn't really before vest- investment firms came in in the modern day of R- of f1 that you started to see this big jump up into and that was in like the late 2010s and yeah the early 2010s and
3: everything oh that's so that's crazy kudos to williams
0: yeah and i think we talked about on one of the last episodes i don't uh, know the last episodes but one of the on episodes ago uh i think i don't know if you were part It might have been a qualifying one i'm not sure but we talked about you know if, do you does albin leave williams if he's especially now when he's showing that he can defend well, well and the car is being put in and i think that this answers it no you don't because this is a team that can really in- increase at
3: I think it still depends. I don't think it's, you know, um, Williams is doing well enough for where they're coming from. Not historically, but just recently, right? They're doing better than they have for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're going to do a lot better once 2026 rolls in. But for the question of does a driver stay or not, I think it always depends on, what the other teams are doing. I guarantee you if Red Bull has an opening and they want Albin, he's, he's going to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Same with Mercedes. Yeah. Same with Ferrari, right? Like, unfortunately, well, fortunately, I don't know. Just it's the way things are. If any of those three teams come knocking at your door. You go to them. You go to them. Yeah. Right? So I, I, I still disagree that it's a possible or that it's not a possibility i think it's always a possibility but it always depends on what are those three teams doing mm-hmm. right maybe even austin martin now
0: yeah aston martin's gonna be really interesting to watch because they had their big two hundred and 200 million pound um currency pound not not weight pound um factory coming in yeah uh coming in online i think specifically for the end of the season but um more for 24 25 and so when that c- kicks in what is that going to be like because that has an in-house where um wind tunnel has a very similar well, thing be interesting audi coming in with their massive factories which come with wind tunnels which they license out to other teams to use so th- and that's a full works team in 26 too so it's yeah 26 is going to be a wild wild season for manufacturers I, I think
3: i think so i think 2026 is going to be interesting i think for this year things are getting more and more interesting as the gap between the rest of the teams and red bull is closing mm-hmm.
0: um I, I think that in terms of development te- cycles it's really starting to show that the teams that are developing well or just all teams in general have been getting a uh a, a, ahead of the technical curve or they're under not ahead they're understanding the technical curve in these cars right now and you can see that now every almost every team that has brought a develop, i think oddly, ironically other than ferrari every almost every t- almost every team that brings out a, a big upgrade package the car does do better yeah so ferrari no, just uh, i don't know what's going on with ferrari ferrari it's 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 the rule of the dice you never know with ferrari how uh it's going to happen but
3: yeah, and I think that's that's just how they are this season. I mean, there's still room for change. Mm-hmm. Um but
0: I'm gonna say go on the record to say Mattia Bonato, not the problem. Should have stayed. I think Ferrari would have been a very different team if Bonato was still team principal.
3: I don't know. I'm I don't know. I admittedly I don't know enough about uh the team dynamics to yeah. be able to go on with that one. Um I do I don't know if I'm noticing it more or if it's just happening more. And I'm wondering if that adds to the leveling out of the teams. Um, But is it me or is there more like personnel trade-offs?
0: In what way?
3: Like in the sense of... uh, Engineers or technicians or uh, designers uh, working for one team and then leaving for another and then leaving for another and I and like back and forth so like it feels like the trading of uh, the teammates that aren't the drivers oh, is yeah. happening a lot more. Are, often are, you,
0: are you are you kind of referencing the the big move that McLaren got that uh, we totally I totally forgot well, to there's, mention. There's there's a
3: move from McLaren. There's uh the the guy from Ferrari who's going to. Uh, Alfatori, yes. Thank if you. that still happens, because apparently Ferrari happens.
0: is very pissed off with Red um, Bull, because they're kind they, they're not getting anything out of the deal. What the hell? Yeah, and
3: you've got yeah. you've got people, you know, um, I think from Mercedes who went over to Red Bull or whatnot. As, like it just all, it feels they, yeah, yeah. It feels like there's a lot more tr- not necessarily trading, but just moving around than usual in those pools of fishes.
2: Well. And
3: maybe it's just again. Maybe I'm just noticing it more this these past couple of years. But I, I think it like it feels.
0: I think I think it's a bit of both. I think that it's not just you noticing it more. I think everyone's noticing it more because I think that obviously the sport's been bigger. It's it's going to be more attractive. It's getting kind
3: more of, talked about. Maybe
0: yeah. It's kind of similar to the way like it like um when you talk about football and um and basketball. the like you know you think NFL Are NBA. Are we talking
3: my football or your football?
0: Both both like if you when you're talking about football so much about the team managers and and head coaches and 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 coaching staff get brought up when you talk about when you're in that world when you're kind of in there and when in f1 has always had that too to a point but it's not been on such a bigger scale media wise and i think that what especially this this kind of era so much is talking about these engineers and there is so much to look internally into it that it is becoming bigger news now, so they're they are telling them more. They're they're bringing those stories more into the limelight that we're getting to see them, which is, in my opinion, great because that's yeah. what makes the sport so amazing too, right? Is seeing all the, the uh, the intricacies of of the, which engineers are, are moving to. M- McLaren got a really big one because the, the current, um, technical director of Red Bull is going to McLaren. Yeah. So. You know that's, that's going to
3: be that's going to be interesting, but this is what I mean. I I don't know if they're talking about it more, and it, there's always been this amount of movement, or if um I should have asked Walter actually because I mean he's good with the history of stuff. Um, remind me for in the next episode, but yeah, I'm wondering if it's it, was there always this much movement, and I'm just noticing it now because we're talking about it more, or is it something? that's shifted in the past few years and th- that's contributing to the leveling out of the teams.
0: And I think it's a bit of both. I think, I think it's a bit of to answer in my, my opinion. I think it's a bit of both to answer your question that you are noticing it more, but you're noticing it more because it's been a bigger shift. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's always been, there's always been a lot of movement in between and engineers. I think because if you, you think about, we talk, about you know, Logan Sargent, um, potentially not having a seat next year because is not doing so well um we we, we kind of we don't want to say talk about it. we kind of joke about it i mean but wait
3: wait wait is uh, here's here's the thing right i'm gonna go on a tangent here i don't think logan Sargent is doing that badly i think the car seems to have a lot of issues
1: mm-hmm.
3: like a lot of the times you know it's not much of his fault sometimes it's bad bad driving decisions but it seems a l- he gets a lot of technical difficulties. Um, Devries, however, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> Devries De has no real excuse. That's, yeah, De you Vri- know, yeah, Devries De could be DeWins wins if you really wanted to be, you know, it's, you know, yeah. DePodiums, podiums even. Like <laughs>
3: it's yeah. So like out of the out of the rookies, right? Mm. I feel like Piastri is doing really well. Um. And Devries and Sargent aren't, but I feel like Logan is still the better driver between the two.
0: Between Piastri, between Devries and Logan, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, especially mentality wise.
3: So if if one of the two had to not have a seat next year, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think it should be Sargent.
0: But uh, so, but to not having a seat next year, even Devries sergeant i think the point i was trying to make is that i think there is all relatively there's probably more turnover internally in terms of engineers and everything not just oh the yeah. big name engineers but the ones who just are just there to work to turn the wrenches there's probably more turnover on there even the pit crews um than there is even dr- when we think of drivers uh, even you think of like a, a driver a needs
3: a new pit crew
0: oh yeah, oh my gosh they do but uh do gee.
3: you see akon's wing at the end of it
0: oh my gosh we 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 were talking about that on, the, on at Langley. We I like, was
3: waiting I for it to snap off. I wanted it to snap off just at the last possible moment. To just, give it
0: more less downforce, so you can just, just see if go Just for the faster. drama.
3: No, just for the drama <laughs> of a wing snapping off. Who who it did, was it? But
0: um, I think it was I, th- I think it was, was Stroll who was behind Acon the most. Or it might have been Lando. Yeah, who was I behind mean, Acon, and he was just saying that's about to fall off. Like that's that's, that looks really that's loose. why
3: are they not doing an orange checkered? you it know it looks like, like um like a orange head. and black flag yeah um yeah no it was <laughs> it was it was wild yeah. it was wiggling
0: what a what a what! imagine if it had if it had fallen off in one race and just like oh, that's a r- weird ring. could you could you even put a rear wing i think you'd have to just retire the car automatically
3: well it's not even that think about the car that's behind it
0: true right if that yeah.
3: snaps off it's going flying it's not like the front wing where, like, you you chip a bit and then it goes shooting to the side most of the time. This is, like, straight at the back. If it snaps, it's going to hit the person that's behind you. Oh, you yeah. Know? And then the FIA gets, like, a well, bunch of fun there, as they get blamed as to, well, why didn't you call the car back to safety? And it was then, obviously not road safe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then they have to deal with that drama. Um but yeah that that wing was was wiggling
0: it was a a bad it was a bad one it was it was funny but i I don't know like i think we that's always been a question of mine too though uh uh, in terms of the rear wing has always been why like obviously it's a a stability thing why some use a double a double column to hold it in place and some don't but specifically more like when do you make the decision between a double column and a single column because everyone that has a single column usually wiggles a bit yeah, more yeah
3: so it it depends what you're going for it it's it's like asking why did mercedes not have side pods um it's a decision that the engineers make for the aerodynamics of the car mm-hmm. and what they feel is going to be the most abil- stable for what kind of driving they want to see
0: yeah because i kind of right. feel like a single a single p- pylon is a single column probably does more for getting down course into corners Because you can move a bit more with the car as it goes versus a double column might
3: Well, there's also less less drag, right? Because you've got less um, Less. forward friction.
0: Mm, Okay, I didn't think that's a good point.
3: But you get less side-to-side stability. So Mm. it's just where do you want to put the priority? Do you want to have a strong side-to-side stability um, and more... Uh, friction force on the front or do you want less friction force on the front and um, less side-to-side stability what do right you, it's what a do you trade-off you like um
0: in terms of what you see in terms of what you see what do you see is the like when you watch the races? what do you find is the better um or maybe maybe not better but like yeah better what do you get more out of
3: here's the thing i i only made it halfway through my engineering program right it's more than me And I feel like I learned just enough to do the engineering thing, which is I want the most stability possible. So I'm going to go with the two pillars, but not enough to have the skill and confidence to not over the engineer, the, any decision I make. Okay. right? Like I'm still one of the people who like, when I try to make a support for something, I over engineer it and make it way too strong than it needs to be. Because I don't have that confidence of like what's just right, so I would probably go for the two columns because it's more stable, but I'm willing to do the trade off for stability versus um friction speed. I also don't know enough <laughs> mm-hmm. right um, that was a very
0: that was a very politician answer of you. right yeah i'm very I'm very proud of you on that diplomatic. one. diplomatic yeah yeah very proud. Yeah. Yeah, not what I wanted, but but i no, were, were you were you
3: <laughs> were you hoping for a hot take on that one?
0: No, I was just hoping. I was just hope because I don't know. I don't know either. And I was just hoping like oh, okay. So if I, I'm just yeah, I don't know. I just, I no, don't, that's, I that's know fair.
3: I, I honestly, it depends on the driver. It depends on the car. It depends on the engineers. Um, yeah. depends on the rest of the car too, right? Because if you opt for the more more stability by having the the double bars, um. But you've got better, better arrow, right? On the rest of the car, then you can you can compensate for that. So it also just depends where you're wanting to do the trade offs. But in any decision that goes into the differences between the cars, it's never as simple as like this. This team's doing it right, and this team's doing it wrong. It's often this team is prioritizing over the trade off of this effect while this team is doing the other priority, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's how good engineering works, and hopefully everyone at Formula One is doing good engineering at this point, (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm I'm Um, sure they
0: are. I'm sure they are. They they must be. They must be. to that point, though, to the point of people doing their jobs in engineering, Walter did uh, reply back to your your open, your open, open, over the air question, as Walter's listening to the ether. He does say, he says, I'd say this year, in recent years, uh, probably meaning the relatively years, features a bit more movement of personnel than in the past. So I think you're onto something that you're seeing a lot more. I think that that's a lot to do with this new trend, the, the way that the, I think it's, I think it's a bit of everything, right? Do you
3: think it's a drive to survive effect? Oh, my, maybe. Maybe. Oh, who knows? Who knows maybe. so much? I I saw a meme, and, and it 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 boggles my mind because. I think it's a possibility but it'd be so sad if it was. And it just it just said that right now right now there is a drive to survive fan that is just waiting for the next season to come out not realizing that, that, the they, race can, is going. <laughs> that they can watch the race. <laughs> oh there's
0: probably there's probably hundreds of those fans. It's
3: like oh no. There's
0: probably a lot of those <laughs> fans who don't know what world do we
3: live in? It's,
0: a sad one, Mariano. That's, right. that's what we've learned. Is this, this is a very sad world? It's but like
3: they're just waiting for the next season. It's like you could be watching the race right now. not know. This happen. is a real thing that yeah. happens in the world, guys. You <laughs> don't have to watch it over Netflix.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, there's all the, there's all the other Netflix documentaries that are from the people who did Drafted draft Life. You can watch so. too. In, in the meantime, then. But yeah, to, hoping
3: that thought haunts your dreams. Well, um, th-
0: you know what? On that note, we're it's it's that time. It's that time of the day where we have to say goodbye. But to the point, I was going—I was going to actually mention this up because Walter reached out to us while we're doing the show, and it, it's just like you—you listeners—you can reach out to us, and we'll read some some of the l- less egregious text or anything that you say, these and emails that give so that you can send to us. But you can reach out to us through multiple ways on social media. Um, no, you don't have my phone number, so I can't give you—I won't be giving you that one. But you can reach out to the F World Twitter at uh, the F World underscore Pod on twitter.com also our instagram at the pod, which is also the same username as our email the pod at gmail.com you can also find us on spotify and uh hopefully soon apple music will apple will put us back on put us onto apple podcast that's always a really fun thing. apple always is a very prestigious system uh speaking of being there maybe when we get to the top 100 we can uh we can do that, but if if we do that, if we do that. I will say that when we were at the, at Langley, we were, uh, when I was at Landley, um, Walter and I were showing people the podcast. And when you research the F world on Spotify, we pop up in the first two now. Yep. So we're getting there, baby. We're getting there. We're getting but there. But please reach out to us because we will read your good, co- the good comments, Live on air, and we love to reach out and talk to our fans. You can also, by following any of the link trees in our bios and our social medias, you can get to our Discord, which is just the F World Podcast on Discord. Send it, send an invite, send a join, ask to join. We'll, we'll join. We'll let you in because we love you all, listeners. So, and
3: then you can join the the rookie pool. You
0: can join the rookie pool, which you are currently winning, Marianne. And I'm just, I'm just getting. I'm, I'm sorry. No, nah, I'm not. I don't need to be sorry. Piyashi's you, he actually done everything he needs to do to dial it in to get those points. And you deserve the win if he wins.
3: Yeah, so. But keeping all of these social media links in mind, keep in mind also that it is free to follow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we will see you in our next episode. Mm-hmm.
0: And to our homie in Belgium who always listens first, thank you so much for keeping staying with us and being the MVP of the show. Yours in racing.